This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short routes. boys are back, Excellent separation against man coverage. This is Reception Reception the Show. Another guy that uh, that certainly made waves, man. Justin Jefferson put the team on his back. Oh, my Lord. I mean, just unbelievable production for Justin Jefferson. Nine catches on 11 targets, 184 through the air, two touchdowns. By the way, that sounds great. In the first half, Justin Jefferson <laughs> had six catches for 158 and two touchdowns. Bro, he legitimately, if the Vikings really wanted to, he legitimately could have gone for the single game record. Flipper Anderson back in 1989, 336, single game receiving record. Justin Jefferson could have broken that for sure. Like that's how crazy he was getting. And that's how wide open he was. Matt, talk to me about the fact that this man is so open against a pretty darn good secondary there in Green Bay. Yeah, right? Like it came out after the game that uh Jair Alexander was like I I wanted to uh I wanted to 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 shadow him all uh, you know, all game and and the coaching staff kind of said no. Um yeah, so not great. Uh they they decided to go with kind of a a a full-on team approach there that didn't work out i mean justin jefferson no. this is this is the thing like he's always open because he's a great receiver he's a great route runner he's been like a 96 percentile uh we talked about we, we talked about this a few shows ago that he clears that like seven like 95th percentile success rate versus man coverage 96 percentile success rate versus press like 80 plus percent against zone like those are the elite elite receivers in the nfl so um, that was kind of my thing about Justin Jefferson and all this talk about the Cooper Cup role um, coming into this year. Justin Jefferson don't need no damn Cooper Cup role. Like he can just win on his own. He can beat coverage no matter what, uh, no matter what angle it's at. And you know, you saw that in this game. Justin Jefferson actually didn't line up in the slot the most of the Vikings receivers. It was actually KJ Osborne who lined up inside on fifty six point one percent of his snaps. Justin Jefferson was out wide on seventy one point four. So. Um, it's really interesting just that like, look, Justin Jefferson does that because he's a baller, right? Like he is that good. He is, I think coming into this year, he was already an elite wide receiver, but James, I think there's a chance he could go for like 2000 yards this year. Like that's how, that's how good he is. And that's how hot he's running in this offense that again, it's not about a role for him. He doesn't need 
he doesn't need a role to be productive because he can do whatever he wants. He's that good. You see it on the route success rate chart if you're watching on YouTube right now. He's an elite separator. He gets open at all levels against every form of coverage. Um, but now it's in an offense that's, you know, they're actively they're actively working plays for him to get open. They're actively working for pl- him to be right. the engine of the offense and not the running game. That's the big difference here. Man, I think the number one difference I saw, and we were expecting it, they are moving him around. And again, if Jair wanted to shadow him, I understand why the Packers didn't because they don't probably don't want to be in man to man that much. You know, it's not their right. it's not their base defense. Um, that's not what they want to get done. So they're probably thinking, hey, it's it's one guy. We can stop one guy. If we get to Kirk Cousins, we can stop this passing game, right? No. Well. <laughs> You're not stopping that, you know? And so um, so I don't know. It, it, it'll be interesting because, again, to stop somebody like Justin Jefferson, who's going to be moving around the formation that much, you are going to have to go man with your best cover, uh, cover corner. And, and your cover corner has to be good enough to then – stick with him somewhat. And then you're hoping for, for, for safety shade, right? It's like, uh, these are a lot of moving parts there in a defense. Yeah. And by the way, they still got a great player in Dalvin cook. So you want to do all that stuff. Fine. Let's leak out Dalvin cook out of the backfield, which by the way, they haven't unleashed that yet, but I, I got a nope. feeling they will. I got a feeling they will that if you want to go man to man and you leak out Dalvin cook unchecked out of the box, forget it. Like this guy's, he could also go to the crib. You know what I mean? So, it's a very interesting offense uh, that they've got in Minnesota. I know you were ahead of the curve on this. A lot of fantasy guys were ahead of the curve on this. Like, And again, I, I was preaching to the masses too. Get Zimmer's boomer-ass offense out of your mind. It's a new offense. It's a new show yeah. there in Minnesota. And man, we saw it uh, there in week number one. I think you're 100% right, dude. They really could. He really could go for 2K um, this year, man. That would be that would be yeah. a lot of fun. Vikings could be a really just good team this year because the other thing that was really interesting, I know the Packers had injuries on their offensive line, but like they were harassing Aaron Rodgers back there. Daniel Hunter, Zadarius Smith, a man on a mission in his revenge game against the Packers. Yeah, he like was. Golly. that was a th- <laughs> you know we expected the defense might like not be that good this year, but the defense looked really good. Jiro Evero, the defensive coordinator there, and Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, I mean that guy looked like uh, he's. I think he's 37 years old, but he's so tall and like skinny and lanky. I was like, this guy just looks like an, an inactive quarterback right now when I saw him on the sidelines. So, um, yeah, definitely a new look there for the Vikings. I think they could be a, a playoff team this year. I think they could be a playoff team and like Justin Jefferson could yeah. be a oh, for sure. like a, a moonwalk to offensive player of the year this year. He's going to have a really special season. He's such a, such a good player. And again, he was this guy in his first two years. I know he's probably taken like incremental steps and got better and better and better, but I mean, all yeah, yeah. the signs were there from his reception perception profile last mm-hmm. year that he could be a Devonte Adams, Stefan Diggs, like elite, elite wide receiver. I uh, just one last note on this. Uh, we talked about flipper Anderson, which is always a great callback. I I'm such a nerd about this. I looked this up uh, number five on the single game list. Somebody by the name of Cloyce box <laughs> played for the lions in 1950, did this against the Baltimore Colts. He put up 302 yards. But, dude, Matt, this guy was an absolute unit. Now, again, remember, this is 1950. 1950, Cloyce Box, wide receiver for the Lions, 6'4", 
220 pounds out there just roaming. <laughs> Can you imagine? Damn uh, pickup truck rolling down the field there <laughs> in old Clois. Clois box. I love it. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Uh, The Packers offense, I thought, we had talked about this, man. and 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 again, I'm just saying, this Packers offense could legitimately be bad. Now, and I understand Christian Watson dropped what could have been a, a long touchdown pass. You, it makes that box score look a lot different, okay? Yeah. Okay, now that being said, you take off one splash play, um, and the offense overall looked like what I was anticipating. A lot of short underneath stuff. They're going to try to run the ball, um, and Aaron Rodgers is going to be asked to do too much. This is what's crazy, Matt. 53, nearly 54% of the receptions, nearly 50% of the pass attempts, and more than about 55% of the yards came from running backs and tight ends. Yep. Buddy, I'm sorry, but a functional NFL offense cannot operate this way. 50% of your production targets, pass attempts, yards, all these... It can't come from running backs and tight ends. I mean, not when your tight ends are Josiah DeGuara, Robert Tanyan coming off of an injury, like some <laughs> random dude named Tyler Davis. No, like, no, you, your offense cannot function properly calling plays this way. You just can't do it. So, and again, I go back to, I'm not a LaFleur guy. LaFleur is going to have to be able to scheme up this offense to get some of their wide receivers free. Yeah. Uh, Packers are in a bit of trouble. I mean, you, everybody knows listeners know, you know, like I, I'm not that high on Alan Lazard. Like, I don't think, I think he's kind of a jag, but like, dude, yeah. they really need Alan Lazard. Back. That's, <laughs> Cause at least like, it's bad. <laughs> at least like Alan Lazard is reliable, like has good hands, can win contested yeah. passes. Like just, I mean, to have to rely on two rookies that aren't, you know, like Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs might be good players in the long term. I, I actually think both guys have some level of promise. Like, I'm not out on either of them long term. But what did we just talk about with, like, Jalen Tolbert and the Cowboys, bro? Like, your whole hopes can't go to hell because the, like, a round three rookie like Jalen Tolbert or even, like, an early round two guy like Christian Watson or Romeo Dobbs is a fourth round pick. Like, you don't want to be having these guys out there, you know, running for 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 Christian Watson. He was uh, he was third on second, tied for first on the team in routes. Romeo Dobbs was third on the team with in routes run. Like that's you can't you can't really be having that. Um, so yeah, I, I think they need Alan Lazard back. Um, like Sammy Watkins, come on, man, like give me a break with Sammy Watkins. Like it's a I don't know. I, I'm a definitely. I know the Packers had a bad week one last year. I mean, a terrible week one last year, right? And then they obviously got back on track. But, like, this is – it's the inverse of, like, everybody panicked about Devontae Adams because he's losing Aaron Rodgers. Well, Aaron Rodgers is losing Devontae Adams. Like, that guy's the best receiver in football, and they didn't do much to replace him. So, yeah, it's going to be tough sledding there in that Green Bay offense. 
last year, if memory serves, they played New Orleans week one, right? And they just got yes, shellacked correct. there. And by the way, that's different because New Orleans defense, bro, that is just a completely, I mean, it's another level, right? It's another yeah. level of defense when we're talking about New Orleans last year versus where Minnesota is at this year. Minnesota, again, I thought they kind of sort of outperformed and the Packers O-line had some issues as well. Um, but dude, New Orleans defense is nasty. It was nasty last year. You know what I mean? So if Green Bay's offense kind of struggled out the gates, that was a little bit more understandable. What we saw this this past week in week one for the Packers, that is not something that I see being remedied anytime soon. Because when your answer to this is, let's just hope Alan, Alan freaking Lazard <laughs> lifts the offense, that's a problem to me. <laughs> that is a yeah. problem to me. Yeah, again, I mean, this is a group that wanted to feature its running backs. They did feature its running backs as receivers. I mean, Aaron Jones was number one on the team in routes run. Um, I'm that's not I, I'm very, how you that's this is not a functional offense, dude. That's not yeah, gonna yeah, work. Yeah. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's they just they're really, really lacking in in threats right now. I mean, these guys, the rookies, at least when you look at Green Bay. They've got guys with some promise, whereas we talked about with Dallas, like those guys are not going to suddenly turn into to starting caliber players. At least they can say that like, hey, the longer Christian Watson gets going, I mean, he did roast Patrick Peterson, who's ancient, but like did roast Patrick Peterson on that uh, on that exciting little uh, the, the deep pass where he dropped the touchdown. Right. Um, that That's great to see. Like if these guys can continue to develop, they can have a story they can tell themselves where they're better in the second half of the season. But um, yeah. I, I like LaFleur more than you do, and I think they can figure this out, but it's not going to be a very exciting offense to watch, that's for sure. I, we, we say all this, by the way, and they're totally going to drop a 50-burger on the freaking Bears, uh, who won like a water polo contest against the 49ers this week. <laughs> what a swimming match. It was great. 